So for those of you that listen to this program on Monday and Tuesday with me talking about Ukraine, how many of you agreed with my assessment and how many of you disagreed? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, I'm sure there are many of you that may have disagreed with some of my conclusions and premises. And that's fine. What I wanted to do in those programs was offer you something to think about. We are living in an age where information control is becoming an extremely important entity that we have to deal with on a daily basis. All these phony fact checkers at Facebook and and other tech tyrants I'm looking at some internal memos regarding like Project Veritas. Even though what they said was true, you've got YouTube trying to figure ways to suppress and censor, quiet it down, tamp it down, make it go away. There must be a single narrative on everything. It doesn't matter if that narrative is about elections. It doesn't matter if that narrative is about the coronavirus and our response to it doesn't matter if it's Ukraine we all must be unified in our thinking at least according to corporate media our own government and those that make the greatest profits off war and health issues there's a lot of money at stake And that's why I wanted you to think for a moment, what have you been told about the stories you're hearing that people are forming an opinion? Now, real quick, earlier this week, somebody that I know, a nice nice older gentleman, occasionally he makes some comments on things that I post in social media, and he was convinced about an item and a story, and I asked him the question, I said, how did you draw that conclusion? Well, I just assumed, and I wrote back, I said, first mistake, assuming. And this had to do with the sad situation in Memphis, Tennessee. And and, and as someone that worked around law enforcement in emergency management like I did, the SWAT team worked in my division. I've watched a lot of training, and I've seen a lot of what these officers go through. And now we're finding it's, it's, it's dribbling out how much the officers lied in a report to start with. So you had five lying officers trying to cover what they did, trying to excuse it, and even their probable cause is now suspect that they never even had it. And people don't even realize this guy was basically 160 feet away from his home when he was stopped, 168 feet. And the officers have not been forthcoming. So once again, there's a narrative out there. And and a lot of people are trying to say, well, the officers probably, he was probably a drug user. No evidence. Guy worked for FedEx. They drug test and they do background checks. Believe me, he's not a criminal. There is no criminal background. So some of the assessments that people make have been wrong. The same has been true with Ukraine. Most people have don't know the history. I had to refresh my mind on what little history that I knew. And the more I dug into it, well, the more troublesome it became. 
And we've learned, all of us should have learned one thing. We can be easily manipulated by the powers that be. I was watching a video that lasted all of about a minute last night. Remember Dr. Burks with the Coronavirus Task Force back in 2020? She had come out and said it and nobody picked up on it. Any chance they could count somebody dying of anything, they called it COVID. Unfortunately, they ran the numbers up artificially. And so it's going to take a long time for all this to sort out with COVID. And we're already beginning to get doctors that are saying, you know, I believed in all of this to begin with, and now I'm, I'm, I don't. Why is it that the unvaccinated are doing better than the vaccinated? Why is it that more the more shots you get, the more prone you are to get it? Makes no sense. Why do universities want healthy kids to take an experiment? And it goes on and on and on. And, and I think, as I said back in August, a veil is about to be pulled back. It is being pulled back. We're beginning to see what happened in social media at Twitter. And the narratives are beginning to be exposed. I also believe that not everybody that finally sees the truth will choose to believe it. Many have given themselves over to literally delusion. I think a lot's going to be revealed over the next year or two. And I think it's going to be a fascinating ride. Now, today in the program... We have our regular guest host for Wednesday that I'm so thankful. You'll be hearing a lot more of Jim next week. I have surgery on Monday. I plan on taking at least three or four days away from this microphone, and then I'll get back to you. But for today, here's your guest host, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. I really do appreciate all the support that people are sending to Truth to Ponder. I appreciate it more than you could possibly know. And that continued support is going to be needed, not only prayers, but also financially. Because we're hitting a point of history where we're going to have to end up putting our money where our mouth is. The old saying goes, put up or shut up. And we are at a time where another old saying says, the rubber meets the road. And... This program today, I'm going to be talking about the war that we're fighting. Or shall I be more specific and say the wars, plural, that we're fighting. We all realize that there's a war against Satan every day. And that war has been going on for a long time. And it will only be done when Satan is cast into the pits of hell upon Jesus' return. But until then, we have to continue what's been called the good fight. And we have to stand up for what's right. And we need to make sure that we know where our strength comes from. We need to know that our strength comes from Almighty God. And I think we're at that time, folks. I'm going to be playing a few clips today. I normally don't. Only twice have I played audio on my episodes in Truth to Ponder. But I think today's show is going to be different. I think you need to hear another old saying from the horse's mouth, what's going on. And before I start getting into the meat of today's program, I want to explain to you that 
all of these issues I'm going to be talking about today, I do believe constitutes a war against humanity, a war against a populated earth, a war against God's creation. And the war is now being publicly stated, which one of the clips I'm going to play is going to emphatically show. And then there's clandestine wars that are going on all around us. And it's been pointed out to me that the year 1972 is a pivotal year of when a lot of this war started to escalate, when Roe v. Wade made abortion the law of the land, and there's all sorts of things that happened in 1972 with the formation of some of these globalist world groups, and it's just a lot of things. And that's a whole other topic I don't want to get into. But since 1972, we've really been at war extremely hard. At least one side has been at war, while the other side, which is our side, has been kind of watching and wondering, when is this going to end? Well, it's not going to end until there's someone defeated. And I'm going to be brutally honest. We are the ones being defeated right now. And so with this information I'm going to give you today, you're going to have to make up your mind. Are you going to be a soldier in this fight? Or are you going to remain part of the defeated? Some of the things that are happening are so subtle and so small that we really don't even notice. And other things are so big that we can't see the forest because of the trees. And then we have things all the way through the center of that as far as in their largeness of how we perceive what's going on. And really, if you want to put it all in a nutshell, when they put up those Georgia Guidestones and they wanted to limit the population and therefore depopulate the world, the powers that be, the global elites, they pretty well put that up there to not only taunt us, but also to declare victory. Because they honestly thought at the time that they put those Georgia Guidestones up that victory was in reach. And I'm sad to inform you that victory is in reach for them. Because they don't care how they depopulate the earth, whether it be through pandemics and disease, whether it be through starvation, whether it be through global nuclear war, whether it be from abortion or euthanasia tainted food supplies, making people infertile and sterile. They don't care how it's done. As long as they know it's being done to where they can avoid the pitfalls because they're the ones that are laying all these landmines so they know what to avoid and what not to avoid. But you and me, we have to help each other when we discover a landmine. We need to help each other by informing each other. And that's what this whole episode of Truth to Ponder is going to be about. You need to be informed about a few things. First of all, Bob Berman was 100% correct. Early on, and he was the first one, I think, that ever said this, is that when this death jab, which they call a vaccine, was first being shown as being not only not effective but harmful, Bob Berman said that he doubted that it would kill a lot of people outright, but he was positive that it was going to, at minimal, shorten the lifespans of people. Do you realize, since they put this death jab out there, that worldwide, the life expectancy has went down 
several months, and it's going down very quickly. There are so many deaths that are above the normal death rate in both the UK and in Japan that both governments are now opening investigations of what's going on. Well, anyone that listens to this program knows what's going on. It's the death jab. That's why I call it that. There are people that are dying left and right. But getting back to what Bob Bierman said over a year ago, there's a new study out that says that everyone who received this so-called vaccine, they're seeing signs of premature aging. And I've seen that myself through anecdotal evidence. I've seen friends that seem a lot older than they are, and it seems like they're getting old very fast. Well, it's been scientifically proven now that this concoction that they tried to force everyone to get does indeed shorten your lifespan. And it's working on your body on every organ to make every organ in your body older. That is definitely a crime against humanity, and it's definitely a war against humanity. That's one of the wars that I'm going to be discussing. So we have the COVID and the COVID response wars. And it's pretty well common knowledge that the Wuhan lab was funded by American dollars and they did gain of function, which is gain of effectiveness research on this COVID that they released. And you could be rest assured that they're busy little beavers in their bio labs across the world creating the next pandemic because this one worked so well. And no, I'm not being melodramatic. I'm being real. And so we have the war against humanity that way. And I think that's becoming pretty well common knowledge. Another subtle little war that we're going against is the fact that we're being sprayed from the skies on a daily basis all over the world. They're spraying all sorts of chemicals and all sorts of things that are going to harm us, the soil, the animals, the birds, the insects. They are actually killing life on this planet, and they're doing it on purpose. And every day that I wake up and see a beautiful blue sky, I'm just so grateful. And then they come in droves. And you have to understand, I live in the middle of nowhere. People don't really make this a destination. This is a place that they either fly over or drive through. But yet, every day, my beautiful blue skies turn white because of the masses of jets that are flying over Nebraska and also the rest of the world. And so that's a crime against nature, and that's also a crime against humanity, and it is also depopulating the earth. Now, one thing that scientists have always done is used mice and chickens and things like that for experiments. Now, the reason they do is because, first of all, they're small in size and they're easy to keep. But the main reason is, is that they reach sexual maturity very fast. And so if they need to have studies to where it's a generational type study, there's nothing better than chickens and mice and, and those kind of small animals that reach sexual maturity so fast that they can have several generations a year and that really speeds up their experiments and that leads me to another part of the war that is being waged against us and at first you might say well it's just chickens 
You know, it's just chickens not laying eggs because it's winter. But it's bigger than that. We've seen the egg prices go up, and we've seen this avian flu that they're saying is prevalent all over the place, and they're killing millions of chickens, ducks, and geese. If one bird is suspected of being infected, they don't quarantine the birds, they don't watch and see if they die from a flu, they just automatically will kill the entire flock. That's one reason your egg prices are going so high. It's because of the insane response that we're doing worldwide against this flu that there's several people that have had to kill hundreds of thousands of animals. It was never proven that their flocks were actually infected. But yet they had to follow protocol. And protocol is is that if one bird is suspected of having this bird flu, then you have to euthanize the entire flock. And the next issue is the small backyard farmers. The people that are preppers that have a little bit of ground, the homesteaders, the small farmers, the family farms that raise chickens are now noticing something. And the reason that I believe that what I'm finding is true is that number one, if you're going to test something to make something sterile, again, chickens, mice, things like that in an experiment. But if you want to depopulate the world and you want to send food prices high and you want to make a commodity scarce, what better way than to do your trials and your experiments in a big way? And right now, all across the United States anyway, the small farms are starting to see their chickens quit laying eggs. They're just suddenly stopping. And I want you to pay close attention to these next clips. So for several minutes, I'm going to be playing things that I've downloaded off the internet of small farmers talking about this issue with their eggs. I didn't want to make this video, but it's important to stay transparent and let everyone know that there are good times in homesteading and farming and there's bad times. About a month ago, I had people reaching out to me and saying, Jordan, my hens aren't laying eggs. We don't know what's going on. Nothing's really changed. Well, nothing was changing for me either. My hens were laying eggs every day. We've got 40 of them. We were getting over 30 eggs a day. We just had some new hens start laying. And today, we got three eggs. Everyone has stopped laying. And only those little three that just started laying laid another small egg. When my hens stop laying eggs like this abruptly, going from 30 to three in one day, it sucks, guys. But here we are. Something is wrong with the chicken food we're buying. Seriously. My chickens have not laid an egg since July. And nothing's changed. And I was thinking maybe it's because my chickens are getting older or maybe it's a bad winter. But according to a lot of people on TikTok, they're having the same exact problem. And people are saying once they switch food, their chickens are starting to lay eggs again. So I'm going to switch their food and we'll see. Maybe something's wrong with the food. And was it intentional? What do you guys think? 
Is the commercial feed the reason so many people's chickens have not been laying at all? Oh, it's the feed. Something is wrong with the chicken food we're buying. My chickens aren't laying. Let's talk about why your chickens aren't laying. So it seems a lot of people are having problems with their chickens laying eggs. And a lot of the conclusions that people are coming up with is that it's most likely the feed. And in my conclusion, it probably is the feed. But what I don't see people asking is what is it about the feed that's causing the chickens not to lay eggs? Now, a few years ago, researching the Jabby Jab, I came across some information about how they want to use RNA technology in the food supply. Well, I think here it is, folks. I found plenty of information about using RNA sequencing in the feed and dealing with chickens that this could potentially be it. Here's an article I found right here. Methods have been primarily applied without knowledge of underlying biological changes that may have been induced by Section 5.6. What's Section 5.6? Number five, commercial approaches to genetic selection for growth and feed conversion in domestic poultry. Now, guys, I really do think this is a possibility. Now, after this last clip I played, you can see that they are indeed putting things in the chicken feed and it's the same things that are in the vaccine and also i've heard that they're developing vaccines for all sorts of livestock that they want to basically put the same components of this death jab into our meat supply and while you're paying record prices for eggs know that it's not the farmers getting rich the farmers have no eggs and the reason the farmers have no eggs is because there is a war against humanity right now. Now, we have to understand there is a war against humanity. And who hates humanity more than Satan? No one. And so this is very satanic. But right now we live in a very satanic world, and this world is ruled by Satan. That's why I tell people that I belong to the kingdom of God. I'm not of this world. I live on this world, but I'm not of this world. And the more I back away from this world, the more I see. In other words, the farther I get away from the trees, the more I can see the forest. And everyone needs to do that. You need to come out of the world because right now the world is a battleground. Now getting back to the chickens. Why do you suppose they're doing things to make chickens not lay eggs? Why do you suppose the birth rates all over the world are plummeting? Why is Japan now worried about their population because they have such a sharp decline in the birth rate? I have listeners to my show, the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show, that are sending me letters that tell me that there's 10 to 15 deaths a day in their newspaper, but only one or two births every week. And that's like 30 or 40 people dying with only one or two babies replacing those people. And then look at the absolute devotion these satanic people have about abortion. Now, I believe that abortion is a form of human sacrifice. I will always believe that. I think it's part of their religion. But also, it's part of their depopulation agenda. And so you take this abortion group, you take the group of scientists that are doing gain-of-function research, you take the chemicals that are being put in our skies by pilots and by different companies, and you take all of this, basically, in my opinion, they're all soldiers for Satan. 
They are all trying to either depopulate the world or sterilize the world. And so now that there's chickens everywhere that no longer lay eggs, I think it becomes very obvious that they are indeed tampering with the food supply that the small farmers are feeding their chickens, and it's doing two things. They're getting more bang for the buck. They're leading to higher prices and inflation. That's helping them depopulate the world by causing food shortages. And it's also eating away your money with all the inflation. But also, it's telling the scientists what and what does not work as far as what makes people sterile. What makes an animal or a bird or a person sterile. So it's a massive experiment. And who are the guinea pigs? Well, just look in your mirror and meet Mr. Guinea Pig. And I'll look in my mirror and I'll meet my Mr. Guinea Pig. Yes, we are all guinea pigs. And they're tainting our food supply. Now, I raise chickens, and I have seen a drop in my eggs. There are three or four companies that are out there that people are starting to avoid. And I researched, and so far, there's been nothing negative come about the feed that I'm using. And I haven't seen an abnormal drop in egg production. As a matter of fact, mine seem to be producing eggs better than about anyone else's. But I am going to tell you this. I've decided that I'm not going to buy any more commercial feed of any kind. Now, there are some commercial feeds out there that I have used and I really do like, but I no longer can trust the powers that be not to have these companies slip something into the feed. And I do have my own way to grind my own feed, and so I'm going to add to my chores, and I'm going to make my own feed. That's very time-consuming, and it's really a nuisance. But if it's going to protect my animals, protect my chickens, that's what I'm going to do. So we have to understand that there's a war against us through our food. There's a war against us through our reproductive systems. They say that the male sperm count is at record lows. And now we're starting to see infertility among females. And I think it's being done through our food. And I wish this was the only thing I was talking about was just this part of the war. But on the second half of Truth to Ponder, there are actually scarier things that are happening worldwide that are not being reported. But you come here because you want to get an honest opinion and you want someone to deal straight with you. Well, there's two things that you need to know. And when I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about them. And I'm going to give you just a little spoiler. One of the things I'm going to talk about is the world war that is going to happen. Matter of fact, one of the clips I'm going to play is very disturbing. But the other clip is even beyond that. It's about the artificial intelligence that's being unleashed this year all over the world. Things that we really need to know about. Because if we don't know about things, we're going to get blindsided. And if you've ever watched a football game, if you've seen a quarterback go back to make a pass, and he's totally oblivious that there's a linebacker that's blitzed and coming from his backside, and the quarterback stretches out, he's got his arm back there, he's going to throw this touchdown pass. And right when his arm goes up, he gets hit in the back so hard 
that his helmet flies off. He fumbles the ball, and they likely have to carry him off the field with a stretcher. We've all seen quarterbacks get just absolutely crunched like that. Well, right now, humanity as a whole, through misinformation, propaganda from the media, lies from governments all over the world, people being willfully ignorant, and people being brainwashed and lied to in all sorts of ways. Right now, humanity is facing away from a problem that's going to hit us so hard, just like that quarterback gets crunched, that we are going to be in a lot of trouble. But only those that can have a little bit more vision, that can actually see the attack that's coming from this linebacker and can step away, or can at least duck or do something to reduce the blow, they're the only ones that are going to be able to survive what's coming. Because if we do business as usual, if you do business as usual, and I do business as usual, but our adversary, the people that want to see us go down, they do not do business as usual. They do up and beyond what they normally do because they see their victory very near. And so we're busy ignoring these people, and they're busy upping their game. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we do not up our game as a species, as mankind, if we do not up our game, then we are in terrific, terrific trouble. And I'll be back and expound on that after the break. And thank you, Jim. And I just want to say something here that's on my mind. I'll probably talk more about it probably Friday. We are in this world according to the Bible, but we should not be of this world. In it, but not of it. And I think that is one of the most serious issues that we or those that claim to be Christians are having a hard time dealing with. We are so invested in the things of this world, we are not really invested in the things of God. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on this earth. Lay them up in heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. And and I think we also need to do something else. And I, I mentioned this earlier this week. Test everything. That's what the Bible says. Don't just take something at face value you don't understand. Learn, question, be fully resolved. And then hold on to what is good. We'll talk more about this tomorrow and Friday. But for now, would you consider financial support to keep this radio ministry alive? I'll be talking later this week about some opportunity. If you can help us financially, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio, mailing address, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. Or go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. There are ways you can support us online from there. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Upside Down Power. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. Receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The power of the cross. 
think about this. Here is an execution stake, a horrible vessel of torture and death that becomes a symbol of life and hope. Uh, amazing. Here it is, death, but it gets turned into life. Here, here is the, the worst thing that can happen, yet becomes the best thing that can happen. Here is the, the worst sin that has ever been, the crucifixion of God, and yet it becomes the greatest act of righteousness that has ever been. Here is the end, the ending of God's life, and yet it becomes the beginning. The cross becomes a place of hope. The tomb becomes a place of a new beginning. That's the power of God. The power of God, the power of Messiah, Mashiach, the Son of God, is to turn everything upside down. The Apostle Paul was accused, here's the man who's turning the whole world upside down. Well, you know what? You've got that power too. If you're in Messiah, you have the power to turn everything upside down, to turn your sorrows into joy, to turn your your setbacks into victory, your failures into, into triumph, to turn every bad thing into the blessing of God. Use that power because the cross is the most revolutionary power in the universe. It is the power for the Lord and in the Lord for you to turn your life and the world upside down. Want more? Ask for Upside Down on CD now. If somebody offered you a gift of a million dollars, what would you say? Well, here is a strong and victorious walk is worth more than a million dollars. So I want to offer you something better. Something to help give you a strong, victorious life, a free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. All free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name and you dial it for your free gifts. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the harvest is great. The laborers are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow, just an open heart and a pen. You can reach the unreached peoples of the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Touch the world through shortwave radio. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish Boy, it's Box 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Collins saying, turn your world upside down, my friend. Shalom Lechem in Messiah, Ben Elohim, the Son of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I really hate bringing you the news that I'm bringing you on the show, but the news that I have got the last several days has actually made me physically ill. Not once during my research of my shows have I ever got physically ill after reading several stories, because I'm a pretty tough nut, and I think I'm able to take things pretty well. But after reading several of the stories I'm going to talk to you about, I actually got heartburn and indigestion, and I actually got an instant headache. It was awful. I had to go to bed. I had to lay down. It absolutely made me ill. And to know that our world is being governed by the satanic evil people that govern our earth right now, that they have an agenda of depopulation, and those that they do not outwardly kill or shorten their lifespan or sterilize 
they're going to try to do everything they can to enslave us. And I know that sounds real harsh, but that's what I'm finding out. Now, I talked about the war that was being waged against us through our medical communities, our scientific community, a little bit in the first half. But make no mistake, there are a group of scientists out there that are like this Joseph Mengele was in World War II, the infamous Nazi. These people that are working to depopulate the earth, there's actually more of these people that want to depopulate the earth that are scientists right now than the Nazis had. And so right now, I'm not anti-science. I understand what science is, and science is a good thing. But I'm anti-evil science, and we have a lot of evil scientists right now. They don't think they're evil. They think they're saving the planet. But what they're doing is they're killing all life on the planet. But these scientists believe that they can create life. They're playing God. They're megalomaniacs. And unless they're stopped, there's not a lot of hope in this world unless Jesus comes back. And I pray that every day. Come, Lord Jesus. I'm ready. I think the world is ready. But in the meantime, we have to go through our trials and tribulations. And I think that some of the things I'm going to talk about in the second half would pretty well constitute in my book the beginning of tribulation because what's happening right now is insane and I've got several friends that have been seeing doctors and the doctors have changed the way they're doing their business they're not near as helpful they're not near as thorough there's been something that's happened with the medical profession and also I've been told by several people that they no longer feel like they have any patients' rights on anything. That instead of discussing things with their doctor, they're being dictated to. And so there is something up with that as well. And of course, we're seeing Antifa roaming the streets again. And in my opinion, Antifa is the new Ku Klux Klan. And the Ku Klux Klan used to be an arm of the Democratic Party back in the day. And that's why the Antifa people are able to get out of jail so fast and why they're so prevalent in our Democrat-controlled cities is because either directly or indirectly, they're working for the Democratic Party. They're working for communism. They're working for socialism. And that's one of the reasons they hate Russia so much is because Russia threw off communism. And I find in my research, there's a lot of Americans that think that Russia is still communists. They're calling them commies and everything else. And it's like, well, no, they threw off communism. Right now, the United States is much more communistic than Russia. Make no mistake about that. But that's going to lead me into my next thing I want to talk about. And that's World War III. Now, you do know that words mean things. And if you're the foreign minister of a major country... You say your words very carefully, because if you're the foreign minister, you have a lot of power of how the world perceives you, and also to negotiate deals, and to just handle that job. You can't just throw words out. You can't talk just to hear yourself talk. Your words have to be concise. I think everyone would agree with that. Well, I'm going to talk about the German foreign minister. Her name is Annalena Baerbock. 
and she was talking to the EU countries and she was in a debate with her European Union colleagues. And let's understand this right now. At the end of World War II, Germany surrendered and they signed agreements that ended World War II. And one of the stipulations was that Germany was going to be neutral. Germany was going to be non-aggressive. Germany was not going to get back into munitions manufacturing, such as artillery and tanks. They signed agreements that ended World War II. And when you have an agreement like that, and then you break that agreement, well, then all of a sudden, you open a Pandora's box. And in effect, you make null and void what you signed. And so Germany has made null and void what they have signed after the end of World War II. And the German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, is sending tanks to Ukraine. Now that's German armor going to kill Russians. Do you realize that the Germans killed 27 million Russians? We talk about the Holocaust at 6 million, and yes, that was horrible. But which number is a more horrible number? 6 million or 27 million? Which number is higher? The Germans killed 27 million Russians in World War II. And now the Germans have just violated their agreement that ended World War II. German tanks are heading to kill Russians. And I'm going to play you what the German foreign minister, Annalena Baerbock, said while debating with her European Union colleagues. And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. And so I'm going to recap this. She is the German foreign minister. Her words mean things. I want you to hear this again. Because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. Folks, things are out of hand. And it's us common people, the ones that are commonly referred to as cannon fodder, we are in trouble. The world is being led by absolutely demonic people, people that have no intelligence, people that are satanic. And I'm going to tell you right now that the people in Germany do not want to see Russian tanks go across Germany and crush them. And that's exactly what's going to happen. But yet these people want to depopulate the planet so bad that they're willing to sacrifice their countries. Think of Germany after World War II and think of how far they've come and how much rebuilding they've had to do and how the new modern infrastructure in Germany is. Now guess what the Germans are doing again? Their grandfathers thought that they could destroy Russia with 14,000 tanks and also the most modern military the world had ever seen. And you might say, well, they're just sending them 14 tanks. Yes, that's true. They're only sending 14 tanks, but they're also 
lifting all their sanctions against other countries sending in German tanks. So there's potentially going to be several hundred German tanks. And that violates the end of World War II. Folks, we live in very historic times. These Satanists that want to depopulate the world are using every trick in the book to get us all killed. And if you don't think that her words don't mean anything, think again. When the United States sends its Secretary of State to go sign contracts or to debate or to push an idea, you realize that their words carry weight. Well, this idiotic German foreign minister, who is an absolute monster, just declared war against Russia. And I immediately went to read what the Russian press had to say about this. And from what I gather, the Russians heard her words, and the average Russian person on the street feels that they are now at war with Germany. So World War III is imminent. And understand that a couple weeks ago that our airline industry had to shut down because of a quote-unquote computer glitch, and a few days later a similar thing happened in Canada, and then also the New York Stock Exchange had to suspend trading for a while. And it's just my opinion, but I do truly believe that we have people that are in the shadows, hackers and things like that, that are reaching out and tapping us on the shoulder saying, we can get to you. And unless you've been living under a rock, I'm going to inform you of something. Russia has missile technology that we have no defense for. None. I saw a video of a squadron of 10 or so. B-52 bombers that was that they were speculating was flying across the Atlantic towards Europe. And every once in a while, a B-52 will fly over the ranch here. And you can always tell a B-52. I mean, they're nothing like a B-52. But their technology is old and slow. Now, back in the Korean War, they were quite the thing. And if we're sending our old, slow aircraft and we're doing things like that, and also illegitimate Joe is going to be sending heavy armor into Ukraine, you have to look at the situation and use another old saying. The handwriting is on the wall. Folks, prepare for World War III. It's here. In my opinion, we're there. Now, I said there was going to be something even scarier. What's scarier than the atomic bombs and the things that we have, the massive, the weapons of mass destruction that are available to mankind to kill mankind? It's, it's absolutely insane. Several years ago, when they were pushing the automatic cars and trucks and things and the hamburger kiosks they were going to put up in the malls that no human was going to touch your food, the robots were going to make it, I made a prediction. I don't know who I was talking to, but I told them that I felt that they were going to try to exterminate mankind and they want all this artificial intelligence and the robotics. And so these elites that are going to supposedly survive all the mess that they're going to create, that they're going to be able to live their life pretty much as normal. And it's us common people that they're going to replace with robots. And it was us common people that we're kind of in the crosshairs of these 
globalists and elitists, and they were going to have their drones and their automatic vehicles and their their robotics and everything else to take our place. And I didn't realize just how right my prediction was. And I also didn't realize how close these people are. And I'm going to play this next clip. It's going to be about six minutes. It's a long clip. And I could tell you what the professor says. I could go through and kind of paraphrase, but I don't want to do that. I want you to hear in the words of the professor what he has to say, because he's a renowned clinical psychologist and professor. And he's known for his lectures and his personal development, psychology and philosophy. And he's a heavy hitter. His name is Jordan Peterson. And he's warning the world about the artificial intelligence that they're going to unleash on us this year. Now, am I being melodramatic? No, I don't think so. These same people had no trouble unleashing a pandemic. And they had no trouble unleashing this death jab. They've had no trouble taking our rights away. They've had no trouble with tyranny. They've had no trouble with pushing abortion. They've had no trouble with depopulating the earth through various means. And so they're not going to have any trouble rolling this out. And he's talking about something that's called Chat GPT. And this is from the 7th of January of 2023. And I want you to listen to every word. Please listen to him carefully. And so now here's the words of Jordan Peterson. How many of you know what Chat GPT is? Okay. So well, I'll, not very many. So I'll tell you what Chat GPT is, just so you know, because you need to know this. And I don't know what sort of technological revolution this is. Gutenberg press level? It's something like that. This is a big deal. So this AI system, it's a general language processing model, was released about a week ago, a week and a half ago, and. Uh, I, I went and interacted with it. You can, it's an AI system, artificial intelligence system. It basically is trained on, well, a massive corpus of spoken and of text. So it's derived its models of the world from the analysis of human speech, essentially. It, it isn't using real world data yet, but that will be happening certainly within the next year. So. And ChatGPT analyzes a very large corpus of text, and that corpus is growing all the time. Now, it's already sophisticated enough. I went on to it last week, and I said, okay, some of you know I've written these books, 12 Rules for Life, and then Beyond Order, 12 more rules, because, you know, you can't have enough rules. And I asked it, this is what I asked it to do. I said, write me an essay that's a 13th rule for Beyond Order, written in a style that combines the King James Bible with the Tao Te Ching. That's a pretty difficult, that's pretty difficult to pull off, you know? Any one of those things is hard. The intersection of all three, that's impossible. Well, it wrote it in about three seconds, four pages long, and it isn't obvious to me, for better or worse, that I would be able to tell that I didn't write it. Right, right, and Okay, and that's pretty impressive, although, you know, maybe not its relationship to what I've written, but the fact that it could do that grammatically perfectly, 
right? And quite impressive philosophically, I also had it write an essay on the intersection between the Taoist version of ethical morality and the ethics that are outlined in the Sermon on the Mount, which it just nailed, got that dead right, brilliant. Again, it took it about three seconds. There was a, a computer engineer who purported to work for Tesla. He asked GPT, chat GPT, said, look, I work for Elon Musk, but I haven't been doing much for the last week, so I need you to write me 10 bullet points about what I probably would have done as a as a engineer at Twitter, what 10 things did I do last week that were productive and valuable? And oh, if you don't mind, write me the accompanying computer code that goes with each project. And it did that too, three seconds, and the computer code works. Right, and so, okay, so that's, that's already there. So then a university professor did this. He thought, oh, that's interesting. Any student will be able to write any essay on any topic with chat GPT. And, uh, Someone gave it an SAT, by the way, and it scored about as well as the average student in a well-functioning public university. So that's how smart it is. So that's basically an IQ test. He said, write me an essay, gave it a topic, wrote the essay. He said, now grade it. Said, if we can automate the students, we should be able to automate the professors too. And so it provided a complete comprehensive analysis of its own essay with grade. Someone else asked it, Write the screenplay and describe the characters for the next $900 million Hollywood blockbuster. It's like, bang, plot, characterizations. Then someone else took the descriptions of the actors and said, generate computer, photorealistic computer images for each actor. And all the AI systems could do that. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. This is going to happen this year. So get ready. Okay, so now we have an AI model that can extract a model of the world from the entire corpus of language. All right, and it's, it's smarter than you. And it's going to be a hell of a lot smarter than you in two years. So you can get ready for that too. But it's not that smart yet because it's just a humanities professor at the moment. It doesn't test its linguistic knowledge against the real world. That's what a scientist does, right? You come up with a theory that's linguistically predicated and then you throw it against the world and see if it sticks. And then the world tells you whether or not your linguistic construction is valid. But the new AI systems will be able to extract out patterns from the world itself, from images and so forth, and then be able to test their linguistic constructions against the world. And so they'll practice just like scientists. And the most advanced models are going to use text and image and action as well, because they'll be able to model human action. And so, and all of that's going to come down the pipes within the next year. So hang on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, because what did my friend Jonathan Pajot say? Giants are going to walk the earth once more. And we're going to live through that, maybe. So after listening to this program, if you don't think that we're not in a war, then you're sadly mistaken. So how are we going to survive this war? The only thing I can say is put on the full armor of God. Get close to God. Stay in prayer. Get as prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally as you can. And I'm going to add to what Jordan Peterson said by saying that I think that the Internet is now going to become a place 
where they're going to gather information on you more than you possibly could even realize. And so I'm going to advise everyone, stay off of social media as far as posting on it. Don't say a word. Your words are being collected and they're going to be used against you. Try to use VPNs. Try to cover your tracks of anywhere you might visit on the internet. Search out search engines that won't track you. Because they're not going to tell us when they're going to unleash all of this artificial intelligence that is going to do the damage that they're planning on doing to us. And so, folks, in a nutshell, I take this very serious. I think we're very much in a war. And to those that think that I'm overstating it, well, I'm very sorry you feel that way. Because my answer to you is, wake up. Wake up now. Before it's too late. Well, I hated to bring such bad news today, and I don't want to scare anyone. I don't want to come at anyone with a spirit of fear. Because I'm not scared of what's going to happen. I'm prepared for it. But I'm angry about it. It doesn't need to happen. I'm angry at Satan. I'm angry at Satan's minions. I'm angry at these satanic globalists. I'm angry that they're pushing drugs on our young people to where you're now seeing ads on the internet for gummy candies and things like that that'll make you high. And it's teenage kids that are consuming these. And also the doctors with all their overprescribing all sorts of medications. They're drugging down our economies. They're dumbing down our schools. They're totally devaluating women by letting any man claim that he's a woman and then can go violate a woman's privacy in the bathroom, in sporting events, wherever. And so women have fought for years and years for rights. And I remember a few years ago that the Democrats said that the Republicans had a war on women. Well, there's a war on women, all right. But look where it's coming from. It's coming from the Democrats, the Communists, the Satanists. It's coming from that crowd. Well, I don't have enough time to go into everything today. But I want you to consider donating to Truth to Ponder. It's very easy to do. Just go to the website, which is truthtoponder.com. And then click on the support tab. And follow the information on that page to electronically donate to Truth to Ponder. And if you want to do it old school, you can send a check or money order and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio and you would mail the check to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. Get prepared, folks. Stay strong. Stay vigilant. Keep your eyes wide open and keep your powder dry. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world